0: Brody.
1: Welcome to this episode of the Strong Savvy Cyclist and Triathlete Podcast. In episode 34, today we're going to interview and talk with Archie, who is the owner of AI Fit here in Ramat Gan, Tel Aviv, Israel, as well as... We're going to talk about the Steel Maze. So uh, AI Fit is the official home of Human Vortex Training here in Israel. Uh, anybody that's flown in to see me has become very familiar with this facility. Uh, they do a fantastic job. Uh, Archie is a wonderful, wonderful fitness professional, and uh, he and I have been known to sit in, uh, sit down and, and talk and just get into these discussions and even some professional arguments about you know best approaches, ketogenic, uh, intermittent fasting. So he shares with me the latest uh, research that he's seen and we talk about the different aspects of training, and I'll share with him why it's different for women and how that needs to change. So we have great productive conversations. I haven't seen him nearly as much as I would've liked the last couple months. If you follow, here on Instagram at HV Training or on YouTube at HV Training, you know that I had a torn meniscus back in uh, March, and uh, I broke my leg back in August. So I actually haven't seen too much of Archie uh, since I've been at home and working on the recovery. But uh, this is a fantastic tool that you are really going to enjoy. Uh, it really exposes a lot of the weaknesses and imbalances that we have as cyclists, and we hear Archie talk about it towards the middle of the interview before our little uh, commercial break or our little a break for those of you who asked for it so that you can find your spot again, uh, you'll hear that it's very uh, front of the body dominant and it'll talk about how you need a balance doing rows and hinges and deadlifts. So it's a really great tool with caveats. And that's one of the things I love talking with other fitness professionals is you get to hear their perspective. And hopefully by this point, you're starting to hear a number of trends that are coming from the professionals. And this is not planned. This is just the culmination of what I've learned the last 23 and a half, 24 years uh, coming together and other fitness professionals uh, speaking to you and telling you, hey, this is what it takes to be successful. So Archie is a fantastic mind. We're going to get into the uh, interview here in a minute. I just want to do two housekeeping items. Number one, the Strength Training for Psycho Certification is going to open January 26th, so just under a week from the release date of this podcast. So if you're not already on the insiders list, you will save $100 on the regular price if you sign up for the insiders list now. To sign up, uh, head on over to the Human Vortex Training website and just click on the courses, then go down to the Strength Training for uh, Psycho Certification and just put your name into that newsletter form and make sure you click the box for this Strength Training Certification. Uh, Number two, well actually we'll do 1A and 1B. 1B is I'm about to release a 12-week Strength Training ready for you with video instruction, weekly focus program. It's going to be released to the HV. Training Newsletter first, which is going to be tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, January 22nd and then to the public at the end of the month. Uh, we also have some other stuff going on. Uh, we just released our Foundations of Strength Training for Cyclists uh, course, which is a two hour course geared to anybody. So not just coaches, but those of you who are just starting to learn about strength training, uh, it's two hours in length, it's $47. Uh, the, the beta testers who went through it uh, had actually said they would pay anywhere between 150 and $300, but I wanted this information out for and accessible for everybody. So if you're interested, uh, message me, Brody B as in boy, R-O-D as in dog, I-E at humanvortextraining.com. And I will send you over a link to be able to sign up. We haven't put it out for the public yet because we want to get it in the hands of you, the listener, you, those who are on the HV training newsletter first, before we go out and open it to the public. That's just a, as a thank you for everything that you've done, for the support, for your questions, and for being a listener here. And that leads us to item two of housekeeping, and that is please like and share. Give us a five star rating and a couple words over on Apple, uh, iTunes, whatever it maybe, wherever you download this uh, episode from, as well as make sure to hit that subscribe button and send me questions. I'd like to hear. I'm just now putting together uh, the rest. We have about eight to 12 weeks open here in 2020 for viewer or listener questions. So I really want to hear from you, what questions you have, or if you have suggestions for professionals that you'd like to hear from here on the show. So that is all for today. Again, Brody, B as in boy, R-O-D as in dog, I-E at humanvortextraining.com. Let's jump over to the gym in our first in-person interview with Archie and talk about the Steel Mace functional training, what is it actually, and how to improve yourself as an athlete. All right, we're here today at uh, our first in-person interview. We're here with Archie at uh, AI Fit. So uh, I have my own story of how I found uh, AI Fit, but uh, I'd like to introduce you guys to Archie, a very smart individual. He owns uh, Leaner After 35, uh, which is a fantastic company to follow on Facebook. Also has a website, a bunch of different products. But today we're going to focus a little bit more about functional training and working in a gym and what is functional training. And we're also going to talk about a very cool tool uh, called the Steel Mace. And this is something that Archie is very passionate <laughs> about.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Uh
1: But we're going to cover a lot today. And the idea is to give you guys an idea of what functional training really is, uh, how Archie became a gym owner, why he decided to open a gym here in uh, Ramat Gan in Tel Aviv or outside of Tel Aviv in Israel, uh, and what his uh, his vision was for the whole uh, functional training because it's a real functional training gym. It's not just giving random classes and like, oh, you're functional training. It's like, no, no, mm-hmm. there's progress. So uh, okay. welcome.
2: Shalom inrahem. Thank you. Absolutely. Hi, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much.
1: So we're sitting up here in the office. There's people down there with the kettlebells, uh, a couple guys doing Olympic uh, <coughs> weightlifting. We have the steel maze here. So tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your journey to functional fitness.
2: Yeah. Uh, so my story began from uh, Russia. Actually, was graduated from the university uh, at uh, at time at uh, 2000 mm-hmm. and uh, came to Israel. So I have uh, the first degree in the physical education. So it's like actually all my life I uh, engaged with exercises and uh, in some period periods more, in some period less. But uh, anyway, sport is my life. And uh, at the university, I actually did uh, gymnastic and uh, basketball. So yeah, yeah, yeah just to, to pass the exam, just to get a degree. Yeah. I yeah, uh, it was uh, fine. And when I came to Israel, I uh, just uh, uh, became a personal trainer. So for like seven, ten years, and uh, uh, and, and and after that, I just. Uh, do some businesses in moscow with my brother still it's not uh, in the sport field but uh, it's it business and we still have some companies uh, there and right now like uh, almost a year ago i had this opportunity to to buy a, a first gym at israel it's called metro mm-hmm. it was built uh before almost forty years, so yeah, originally it's the first team uh, at Israel, and uh, I believe even uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, was in this place. Really? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I know Sergey was a big body yes. bodybuilder. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Sergey was a big, bo-
2: yeah. yeah. So uh, I did. I had this opportunity just to buy a gym, and uh, I did it, and it was like regular gym machines, cables, you know, all this yeah. uh, we call it bodybuilding stuff, and. Uh, I decided to change it because in Israel, like I see it now, it's like um, two big fitness uh, fields and let's say business fields. It's like a regular gym when you have like a lot of machine cardio stuff and uh, a little bit uh, functional box, couple of... uh, I don't know, tires and uh, maybe power racks for and So it's like tiny, tiny part of regular gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now in Israel, it's really famous the low cost gym. Like you pay a uh, hundred shekels and you can use it... Uh, every day so a lot of people become uh, walking out in this place but Arbe Lagan we call it. It's, it's
1: like the 24-hour fitness yeah yeah America, yeah, so yeah. You pay 10 bucks a month yeah kind of thing. so
2: i don't but anyway and the other field is crossfit crossfit has become very famous in israel and uh, i think uh, those are a couple of problems that the first one the qualification of the trainers okay we don't have we don't have uh, those uh, kind of qualification for staff uh, working out the people so we see a lot of injuries in israel and uh, like uh, mm, powerlifting is not exactly a scene of uh, of our country but right now i see some movement and people become uh, very very interested and engaged with powerlifting weightlifting and i believe the reason is uh, CrossFit. CrossFit is famous and people like ho- CrossFit. A lot of adrenaline, a lot of uh, testosterone, so this is very, very, very nice. And um, when I bought the gym, I decided to change it between CrossFit and a regular gym. So uh, an uh, fit, AI fit, you call it, become functional training, like we... Uh, combine uh, powerlifting and regular functional uh, training with uh, a lot of stuff like steel mace, kettlebell uh, ropes, tires uh, platforms uh, I don't know, boxes and regular uh, stuff of uh, every fitness box. So right now it's kind of very uh, special place in Israel because uh, it's not the gym and it's not uh, a crossfit box it's uh, in the middle so it's interesting and people like it
1: yeah, And that, that's one of the reasons why I came. I came when it was still uh, metro gym, mm-hmm. and I came for two reasons. Yeah. One was because uh, I had a friend who wanted me to help him get in shape. Uh, so I said, okay, fine, you know what, I need a new gym. I was working out as a CrossFit trainer at uh, CrossFit Tel Aviv. The
2: atmosphere always was very, very nice in this place. Always. I remember you, you remember me, I always uh, was working out in this place like uh, almost five years before I bought this place. So I know this place, I know these owners before. And, uh, was nice place before yeah and, and, no, and s- this is my point and i just change a little bit the uh, equipment and bring the different atmosphere different uh, uh, fitness uh, i don't know wind let's yeah. call it
1: And that's what I was going to say is I I worked at the CrossFit Tel Aviv. Mayan Moskowitz actually brought CrossFit to Israel. He was doing Mm -hmm. uh, CrossFit on the beach, wound up Adi rotem two-time world champion, walked by. Uh, So I was working there and I needed somewhere else because as a trainer, you know, you start your own workout and people, they they mean well. They're not, they don't mean to interrupt you, but you have like an hour and 10 minutes exactly to get your workout and shower (laughs) and eat. And they always ask questions. And Sergei had built such a fantastic, like you said, it's the atmosphere. And you've managed to continue that. You didn't alienate people, you were asking me and a couple of the other people come in, what type of equipment would you like? Uh, What are some things that are important to you, the other trainers here? And that's something that I think is very unique about you, is you genuinely care. Yeah, because it's
2: not about money for me, for, I mean, for now. Like I see it, it's like a kind of toy, but really nice toy. I want to engage with people, I enjoy to get this uh, attention from the people and enjoy to to bring the new stuff to Israel and uh, you know, just to be different. So maybe this is the main uh, idea, to be different from the business perspective and from from the personal perspective.
1: my impression is, and I may be completely wrong here, is uh, just having been around you when you were filming the stuff for uh, uh, fi- uh, leaner after 35, fitter after mm-hmm. 35. Get lean. Um, get lean after 35, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have my usual notebook here. But um, one of the things that was unique is that you genuinely listen to people, and you genuinely just love fitness. Like You don't care if someone's deadlifting. You don't care how much. You want them to just come in the door, have a good time while they get in shape. and And that seems to be the number one thing for you is... Fitness should be fun. It should be challenged and hard, but it should also be fun because I've come in sometimes and you're playing with the mace and I'm just like, he's just making stuff. Yeah, up. absolutely. It's you creative. have to love
2: it. You have to love it because, you know, people ask me why, I mean, how to work in and to work out every day and how to to eat your meal and it's difficult from diet perspective, from the mental perspective and from the physical perspective. But I really believe the motivation uh, have to become inside of you. So you have to love it. it, it something in, in physical uh, activity, something like, I don't deadlift, press, uh, clean, whatever, I mean, squat, something. <laughs>
1: so that was one of the big reasons I want to have you on this podcast is because you get it. Mm-hmm. You really get it. Fitness is a journey. It should Thank be you. individual. It should be something that means something to the person. And I think a lot of cyclists and triathletes mm-hmm. have this idea that they have to do X or Y. So. Can you share with us kind of what you would think for someone who's coming in, maybe they're coming from Pilates on the reformer, or uh, they're doing an endurance sport, maybe hiking, rucking, you know, cycling, what would be something, what would be the two or three things that are important for for them to hear coming in the door here at AI Fit about what their strength training and fitness should be?
2: So my gym, uh, I believe, I really believe uh, could give you some uh, really good opportunity and uh, different equipment to improve your physique. So so this is the main reason for the professional or close to pro athletes. So uh, this is the reason, by the way, why pro athletes uh, from basketball, like you, bring uh, your clients, and and different coaches bring uh, their clients to here, because we have the opportunity from uh, from equipment perspective to give all the possibilities. Working out and uh, to bring to the another summit from a physic perspective. So I believe this is the main reason. And the other reason because I don't give a shit about t-shirts. So you can working out without it. <laughs> so this is the big stuff in Israel, you know. <laughs> because in the regular gym you can working out with uh, without t-shirt and you have to wear your shoes and in my place i don't give a shit about so feel
1: comfortable enjoy yeah no shirt no shoes no, no uh, great service here I suppose. <laughs> yeah. i do not partake in the shirt off and to answer your question yesterday you asked me you know no, menachem why are you you yeah. put on a couple kilos let's cut the crap it's not because of my knee it's because i didn't do what i needed to do yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> it's the honest truth right we all have excuses like i walked out of here i was like I just lied to him and I lied to myself. Like, why am I lying to Archie? Like, he he's just trying to help.
2: You no, know, we have uh, we have discussed this stuff uh, in the past about uh, about d- diet. I mm-hmm. really like the ketogenic lifestyle. Really, let's call it low carbs diet. So low carb. I, b- I really believe this is the the, the very important uh, stuff. Very important to control your macros. Maybe in the first place when you don't don't. I mean, don't realize the signals your body send you from uh, from diet perspective so but obviously if you gain weight so some something wrong with your diet usually the kind of processed food and uh, carbs it's not I I mean I I don't believe that actually the all just calories matter so I believe those are a lot of factors and uh, and uh, depends and build your body your body composition and uh, I'm I'm I stay lean almost three years on a low carb uh, diet style, lifestyle, and it's almost keto, it's almost keto. So I really like it, I become a fat adapted after almost two, three months when I started. So I feel great, a lot of energy. I don't I don't measure my ketones, I don't me- but I did actually some research about my uh, blood sugar. It was very interesting to understand uh, how body behave when I eat some particular food, so.
1: So this is what I mean by you take it like you look at a full picture. So let's talk a little I'm bit trying. about like cyclists who come in or a yeah. triathlete because mm-hmm. they tend to think that they're in great shape. Yeah, and I think you and I have been in fitness long enough to know like they may be cardiovascularly in great shape, but a lot of us, myself included, when I was riding at first, is I was like, oh, I burned three thousand calories so Mm -hmm. I can eat 3000. So what would be one of the first things the listeners at home can kind of, that you would guide them to? If you're riding your bike, let's say, in the park for an hour and a half, two hours, you're doing a structured workout and you want to add strength training, what would be the first thing they need to think about uh, nutritionally to make sure that they have the energy available and that they're starting to to decrease their fat mass?
2: Look, I don't think I'm the person that can give advice about nutrition because I'm not a professional, but uh, anyway, You need to adjust from the first uh, first of all i believe you need to adjust your uh, energy requirements against your energy um, how you call it energy expenditure uh, expenditure so maybe in the first place and to understand what is uh, glucose tolerance i mean what i mean by that if all carbs that you eat if you do a uh, carb load load carbs and, and different strategies that just to boost energy into your body. So it's like uh, if you feel good with with this strategy, if not, you just need to, to try different uh, different strategies. For, for me, it's like to cut carbs or cycling carbs and uh, to do intermittent fasting. Of course, I, I really believe in intermittent fasting. So for, for me, it's like almost three years I do it. And I believe this is the main reason why I still stay uh, lean. I mean, i behind the uh, 10% body fat.
1: If you guys can't see, but uh, Archie's really lean. That was the first things uh, you notice about him. And that's what He's lean. He's got a great smile. And, and you know, the thing is, is that you don't have that uh, uh, ego that exudes. It's, you're very confident, no. but you're not, you know, who are you? And uh, that's a true mark of a professional, I think, is to have that knowledge. And like you said, I'm not the right person to answer this. But in my experience, I think that's really important. Yeah, and one of the reasons you. why yeah. the, the people who come here get such great service that sergey was the same way look we don't
2: lie about fitness we don't lie about drugs we understand what's going on the field so we don't lie. people that you can change your body in uh, two months so it's a lot of work so if you want let's say body transformation you have to prepare yourself for the long run and uh, you you have to be ready to change your diet and to 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 learn uh, new stuff like to weight properly the weight because this is really important to change to change your, a uh, don't know, stability, mobility, and, and power, and, and all this stuff come, but it really, really depends on uh, uh, who is a person.
1: So, so let's make up a fake person. Let's say uh, yeah. Vitaly is coming in, and he is uh, 1.7 meters, mm-hmm. he's a cyclist, he also sits at a desk all day. Uh, he's a little bit overweight, he's 82, 83 kilos, probably around 17, 18% body fat, uh, he's also a cyclist, he rides for an hour and a half, three days a week, and he's never done weight training before. What would be one or two things that you would have him start with when it comes to of course, basic
2: exercises uh, from powerlifting and weightlifting, maybe not weightlifting, but yeah, definitely powerlifting, like deadlift, squat, uh, press, bench press, uh, bent over and maybe that's it for the first period of time, like basic exercises to improve uh, movement. And to gain uh, the general strength of the body so it's like uh, nothing better than it
1: now a lot of cyclists and and And
2: progressive overload of course you have to engage some strategies so from the beginning you have to mention a a very clear and very proper technique and after that you like uh, need to put more weight on the bar so to gain uh, some uh, progressive overload to engage some progressive overload principle and uh, to bring this person to some uh, new physique and I believe three months uh, this guy uh, will see some great results from the weight training and, and, and f- will feel it on cycling field.
1: What would you say as far as how many days a week should he come in and lift? I mean I know it's very personal, yeah. and you, you know the answer also yeah. so depends, but let's say he's working five days a week, riding the bike four days a week, uh, Monday and Wednesday in the park and then Saturday, Sunday out on the road, long. So what would you say for someone who's sitting at a desk 40 hours a week and is riding a bike, let's say, 12 hours a week, mm-hmm. uh, what would probably be a good starting point for them here in the gym? Maybe twice a
2: week, not no It depends on really what's going on with your cortisol hormone, mm-hmm. because uh, we have to mention it, because it's really important if you, like, uh, repair your body from one uh, from one workout to the another, so this is the really important stuff, and uh, if you, like, uh, feel good, so you can uh, start from twice a week, but it depends, it depends, actually. Mm-hmm. If your body can hold this uh, load from the beginning,
1: so let's let's get into the difference between recovery mm-hmm. and adaptation, because yeah. cyclists and triathletes are obsessed with recovery, but no one's adapting. So how, you're talking about the cortisol. Uh, what are some Recovering, things? Recovery. yes. Yeah. So how do we how do we differentiate adaptation from recovery for the listeners?
2: Adaptation, uh, huh? It's a good question. Recovery, it's a. Uh, I believe the purpose of the, the sentence uh, to be recovered is uh, like to become from one workout to another workout with more power and to be able to uh, lift more weights and or maybe perform better. So this is recovery. Adaptation, it's like maybe hormonal and uh, physiological uh, processes, what's going on in your body. I would uh, describe it like this.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's spot on, is uh, how the body's going to adapt. Uh, hormonally, neurologically, yeah. cardiorespiratorily, and, and uh, metabolically to demands. So let's get into a little bit about the steel mace. Yay, um, steel mace. He's holding them. I don't know if you guys can hear that. They are they are steel. This is his brand. He's uh, importing them uh, to Israel. They're uh, branded for him. There's different weights. Tell <laughs> us a little bit about uh, the steel mace. I'm rec- I, I recognize it from Kill Bill, the first one. Kill Bill, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh, so tell us a little bit about the mace, how you got to it, and uh, why it's such a great uh, piece of equipment as a warm-up or as something creative. How do we use it?
2: Okay, let's see. So basically, steel mace, this is the long handle. The- with the uh, weight of uh, head in, in the end. So in basically this is the weapon. This is the weapon. And uh, uh, nowadays we use it like a fitness tool and uh, it became from uh, India I believe. It's called uh, the Gada. Gada is like a kind of uh, a working out strategy for wrestlers. Okay. It was and it is. So they use it uh, till now and it's really interesting so uh, i believe steel maze became popular because because of one guy in us his name is uh, leo savage and actually i saw this guy like uh, almost 2 years ago on uh, instagram and yes. yeah it really uh, caught my attention and uh, i told to myself i have to, to learn this stuff and uh, to working out with steel maze so after that I bring steel maze to Israel a couple of tons of this equipment I sell it and uh, I do uh, classes on my gym and trying to uh, to engage uh, to light people with uh, with this uh, equipment so uh, basically steel maze it's, uh, might be working out uh, not working out uh, warming for a uh, any weight uh, lifting uh, workout like weightlifters, weightlifting, powerlifting, uh, crossfit of course, anything you need just to warm up your body and uh, not in a regular way and maybe different ones. So you can use the basic uh, exercises with still mass, you can um working out on your hips, uh, shoulders of course, uh, knees and uh, this way after 10 minutes it's not boring first of all and uh, looking c- really cool and nice and uh, you explore your body so you understand your body how to move it because if you uh, when you use a steel mess and you move your hand from the head of the steel and go uh, down so you change the momentum and when when you change the momentum so the all physique of all exercises different and then changing and uh, I believe you have tried and uh, it, it's not uh, so easy like it look like but it, uh, your body understand it your body understand it after a couple of uh, series of exercises so uh, from the beginning it might be like a, a, a warm-up system uh, for your sport for your main uh, workout
1: so like doing coming in after a day, uh, if you believe in foam rolling before, do five minutes if you don 't believe, maybe go through some basic dynamic warm up or general physical preparation, like easy ride on the bike or walking or running, and then taking uh, a couple dynamic stretches and then taking the steel mace and kind of rolling through a couple flows
2: and you do not flows, you actually uh, do uh, basic exercises I separate. Uh, uh, the still strategy uh, in two fields. The one field is the basic exercises, so you can do like a, I don't know front uh, lunge, back lunge, lateral lunge, uh, regular squats, and the different archer and uh, 360. I'll show you uh, all these exercises, and you can do uh, you can use these exercises, basic exercises I call it. So this is the one field, and the other field you can connect exercises and you build some flow. We call it flow still makes flow so flow is uh, much more difficult and uh, it's uh, could be like a main uh, workout for you it's it's a it's a different approach it's a a different expression so if you uh, do flow you can express yourself you can create new movement you can engage uh, and with your body and connect uh, your mind to the body so this is really nice because you you can't uh, think about anything when you working out with the steel maze, why? Because this is the weapon. You understanding and you can injure yourself very, very hard. So you feel some uh, adrenaline rush when you uh, use and exercise. When you do exercises with steel maze, so it's really nice. This is well, I believe this is the main reason why I like it. I like it because you can express yourself, you can create new movement, and you feel adrenaline like uh, uh, in uh, adrenaline like you working out with weights. Yeah. So it's uh, it's my feelings.
1: And you kind of mentioned what, what at the, before we got on uh, to recording, you mentioned something that I felt. You know, the steel mace is two and a half feet long uh, handle. It depends with the, what weight. The ball at the end, it depends on yeah. the weight. But it's the essentially a brother of kettlebells. I mean, yeah. or a cousin, if you will. Because that's what it really appealed to me when you brought it in. I was like, oh, oh that's yeah. really
2: cool. It looks like.
1: Yeah, and I, I picked it up I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. Because <laughs> you really have to have that intra uh, intramuscular coordination yeah. and the ability to create proximal stiffness to allow for distal motion. It exposes any flaws you have. Like if anything is tight or you're not firing, for me it was my chest was too dominant, my mid-back mm-hmm. wasn't firing enough you feel that mace kinda of get away from you a little bit and you're like, oh, okay, that's kinda of scary. You know, how how would you say is a good way for people uh, to begin with this? Is it just going through the lunges, taking the mace 180 degrees each way? i show a
2: couple of uh, uh, exercises for, for the beginners, but uh, yeah, you start from the basics and to understand how to move this uh, equipment, what is the uh, dynamic of movement, how all this uh, physique works, and when you understand it, you can uh, go forward. So, uh, of course, if you use it for uh, warming up, so uh, 360, this is the main exercise for weight lifters and uh, power lifters, I believe. So people, even guys in my gym uh, doing it right now, before the workout, and it's really nice, I'll show it. And uh, it's not it's not the one uh, one size uh, fits all, you know, it, it really depends what, what, what you need. If your core is not engaged in your, uh, if, if you want to improve your core, your core muscles, so you can do exercise with your core. A lot of exercise, I mean, majority of the exercise you you are doing with the maze, uh, working on core, no question about. But uh, you can uh, target different uh, muscle groups, uh, or you can. Or you just create a movement and you move you enjoy it's kind of new fitness if, if you use flow it's kind of a new fitness you can work it out I don't know maybe you do a couple of exercises on calisthenics field like dips I don't know pull-ups push-ups air squat and you working with, uh, with, with the still mass and different uh, different ways and use like a overload principle believe me you, you will gain some muscles you will gain some muscles but if you use it uh, like a warm-up system so you can use just basic exercises uh, and uh, to become prepared to your main uh, workout but we have to understand that actually still mess it's like upfront muscle on your body working more and, and your back uh, working less so if you uh, uh, work out a lot of hours you invest in stillness so you just need to balance your body and uh, to make some maybe pull ups, maybe bent overs you have to uh, work on your
0: back. Want to learn more? Check out HumanVortexTraining.com for more on this topic from Coach Brody and today's guest.
1: And, and here we have uh, the Russian competition kettlebells. So they're all the yep. same size with different weights mm-hmm. which is fantastic. I think a lot of people don't realize how big of, you're, you're essentially when you go up with the smaller ones, yeah. it's a whole new instrument and you have to learn <laughs> you all over again. It, yeah. It's yeah. really heavy. Yeah. yeah. And it's frustrating because you're like, I just did the, the 15 or the 16 or the 20. What the hell is going on? But we have dumbbells. We have a 175 pound tire and a 235 pound tire, I think.
2: Pounds. I don't understand pounds and kilos. Uh, go ahead. Say <laughs> <in> kilos. <laughs> 120 and 80.
1: Yeah. So 200, 255 uh, pounds. And then we have the battle ropes. We have TRX. We have, uh, the jungle gym, uh, landmine, which I've been using a bunch recently. Mm -hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit more about how you set up the gym. So when you walk in, the dumbbells are to the left, you walk through the monkey bars, you have, uh, about, uh, 30 meters of, uh, green open space for speed and agility, plyo boxes, soft plyo boxes, you know, uh, you said you're looking to power
2: X and platforms for weightlifting. Five of them uh, yeah. with Olympic lifts. are gonna be more. Uh,
1: you're gonna do seven, you said, right? Yes, yes. yes. And we also have the. Trend. I want to
2: engage this area because we have a really strong community of powerlifters here. So a lot of uh, guys uh, come into this place to learn this stuff because uh, we like we-, we like to weight weights. <laughs> yeah, and it's
1: nice. It was nice to come in when uh, you guys shifted over. I started dropping weights, and you're like. <laughs> Yeah, that's the sound of music. (laughs) It was before people like turning around like, holy crap, why is the weight dropping? Yeah, yeah, it's not easy with
2: my neighbors, but uh, we still can manage it. It's okay.
1: Yeah. Um, But you have some really strong guys in here. One of them I'm working with, I think he actually didn't Accidentally bent the the racks with the rack poles doing you know 275 off the off the racks. But you also have we have a
2: couple of pro guys in different fields and uh, jiu jitsu. We have a number one in Israel guy. His name is Arbel Tafiri, and we have a powerlifting champs in our gym. Mm -hmm. Uh, The young guys, soldiers Mm -hmm. actually. So yeah, yeah. people like uh, lift here a lot, a lot. So we know how important it's to bring the the new, uh, not new, it. Appropriate equipment for them. Yeah, and I've so I really want to support this uh, powerlifting uh, community
1: Yeah, and that's important and
2: I've, they use uh, steel now <laughs> say, And that's like working. It, yeah,
1: it gets them to understand and to connect and I think that's a huge advantage You know working with Arba the last couple of months like it's a big advantage It really exposes uh, a lot when of, you knew
2: a of when you learn in new pattern you actually you change your brain yep. you change your a uh, connection between brain and and, and your body so it's gonna be really, you become uh, more uh, uh, effective mm-hmm. from the physical perspective. So, this is the main reason why all uh, pro athletes uh, want, ju- if- just to become better, to, 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 to build a better physique mm-hmm. and uh, to, to make a better uh, performance. So, in uh, the different uh, patterns, movement patterns can improve you. So, this is the reason why people like uh, running and uh, I mean, looking uh, still looking for some new stuff because new stuff can change you.
1: And that's the thing that I love about this is it's not just powerlifting. I, I haven't mentioned all the cardio equipment you have, you have the self powered treadmills back there yep. uh, with the runners. Arms right and you also have the stand-up skis here so I mean this is stuff that uh, I personally haven't been using because of my meniscus but Mm -hmm. uh, it's something that I think a lot of people forget is those the four pillars of athletic progression neuromuscular, cardiorespiratory, metabolic and then uh, ooh, what am I forgetting? Cardiovascular, neuromuscular, uh, metabolic, and hormonal. So you're able to hit all of them. It's not just a powerlifter's gym because when you walk into powerlifter's gym, yeah. you know it's a powerlifter's gym. I believe functional. The,
2: yeah, the, the, the functional, the purpose is functional to to do whatever you want without machines. So this is the uh, main purpose. The, this is the purpose of uh, maybe the meaning of the sentence. Uh, to become functional.
1: And I think that's important because a lot of cyclists and triathletes think of and I'm just talking to You can to them you because... can't do
2: just your own sport. I do it from the my, uh, you know, Soviet system. Yeah. Like uh, I was uh, grew up and uh, growing up and I know, I know exactly what's going on in Russia. So you you can if you if you want to be a number 1 in your field, in your sport, you have to engage a different strategy to improve your body. So the weightlifting, the resistance training, is uh, become one of them in, in, in different fields. Almost doesn't matter what you do. So resistance training and nowadays is functional training, right. like functional patterns, functional weightlifting. Even weightlifting, uh, old uh, old school weightlifting, uh, can improve your uh, can improve you uh, really really uh, drastically. You said yeah. So yeah. you you can achieve a uh, much more result
1: and I think that's the, the challenge and, and when we talked about you know Vitaly being our pretend cyclist coming in you start with the basics and so many cyclists have just focused on leg press and lunges and maybe squats and they usually get injured. We had Dr. Stuart McGill on uh, for a pair of episodes uh, a while ago. And the number one place that cyclists get back injuries, or sorry, one of the top places, mm-hmm. is in the weight room because their upper body just is not, and the spine we- is not ready to be able to yeah. deal with those forces. And that's another thing I really like about the mace is that it allows you put to put different forces onto the spine. And some of them feel kind of similar to cycling. Like going up a hard hill where you're working the bike is bringing that, uh, mace over to the other side for the front lunge so you're doing a lunge with a lateral movement while you're trying to control with the upper body and i think that that is uh, a great thing that it's familiar but it's also something that applies to so many other different things in your life and in whatever sport you're doing it doesn't have to be cycling or triathlon but powerlifting like they're so you know linear dominant but when you start doing non-linear stuff you know they look like uh drunkards kind of <laughs> yeah absolutely
2: yeah. so the you have to improve your ne- neuromuscular uh, uh, activity, uh, possibilities, So, and you can do it if you do the same stuff every day. So it, it doesn't matter how hard, you just need to learn and uh, new stuff and new movement and create new patterns in your brain. So th- this is the reason why people are looking for the new movement and th- yeah, it still makes one of them.
1: So, what would you say to the listeners out there that want to come in? Like, what does it look like to come in for a day, uh, membership wise? Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, listening two years from now, in 2021, the the fees will be different. But is it a monthly membership? Is it a, a drop in fee? Like, how would it look yeah, for someone? Monthly, monthly
2: membership is a, a. We manage it really, really uh, simple. It's like a monthly membership, and you pay it, and you're working out, and you can use classes, and you can, came from 6 a.m. till 12 p.m. And the gym open uh, and, and weekend we almost open in Shabbat. Uh, so uh, come and try and try us. <laughs>
1: Tell us more about the classes because I, I know that I've seen you. I've yeah. been warming up and somebody just comes in and asks You You just jump into like an impromptu class. But there are also specific steel mace classes and kettlebell classes. Basically
2: and... classes are functional as well. So kettlebell, steel mace, uh, intensity, heat High intensity interval training, and uh, so this kind of stuff.
1: And are, are there set hours, or is it something like? Uh- it's hours,
2: evening. Okay. Evening. We have a, uh, so this place, this gym, I feel it is a uh, majority of the hours is open, like open gym, so you can uh, come and work in out, and we have uh, coaches here. And if you want to uh, use classes, so be my guest, you are welcome.
1: And you guys have tons of uh, Olympic late, uh, plates, 20, uh, 5, yeah. 10...
2: You can load your uh, barbell uh, as high as you
1: want. Yeah. And you, as and much you, as you want. You can, actually, <laughs> you can actually lift, but if you don't have good forms, they'll help you out. Um, what would you say are, are the, the two things with the instructors you have here? Because I do notice that they're, you know OWN is a uh, strong first kettlebell certification, which yeah. I love. Uh, you know, hopefully Mark Reifkin will will join and, us here. Uh,
2: physiotherapist, how we call it in English? Yeah, physical uh, therapist. Physical therapist yeah. and uh, Gilad is uh, our coach and captain of uh, 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 rugby Israel team, rugby. Yeah. Israel rugby team. And uh, we have uh, Yulia, she's a, a kettlebell queen from Russia. <laughs> 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 so we have guys uh, mm, who understands. Uh, the functional training so this is uh, very, very important because people came let's see around us those uh, couple of regular gyms with cable machines so people came uh, come to us and try different stuff and uh, I have just uh, you know to, 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 to support the high quality of the gym with high quality of, uh, of my team So really happy I have uh, all those uh, coaches here because uh, people like uh, have some high qualification in this field. So understand the stuff
1: very much and like as we're sitting here actually on was out there practicing his Turkish get up with I think 20 or 24 yeah. so yeah. you know it's one of those things where they're you know that when
2: lived. I become a, a, a trainer in Israel like was almost uh, 20 years ago so Turkish get up was like what what is kettlebell what? deadlift don't do deadlift <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. good for you <laughs> it's not good for your knees in majority of the places in Israel this is the same agenda this is the same agenda. You you can't lift weight because you can injure your body. Yeah,
1: which is, I think it's asinine. That's so st- stupid. Like it's stupid, absolutely. If you're doing it,
2: with it's not poor professional technique, from the
1: like, beginning. It's not Yeah. Professional. If, if you're doing it with poor technique, then yeah. yeah. And that's one of the reasons I fell in with CrossFit. Is that a even couple of other gyms. I, I fell let's in. say honestly,
2: even in poor technique, there is almost uh, almost any case in the world you can injure your back when you do deadlift. Almost any case in the world. I I, I mean I checked it.
1: I mean, Nobody
2: the, dies from deadlifts, right. And squats. Right. You can you can break your legs, yes, but yeah. you don't.
1: <laughs> I mean, and there's so many different things that go on with that. Like I, one of the reasons I found with CrossFit is a lot of the other gyms I looked at, that I interviewed at. Like I was like, can I do a workout today? And then the person that interviewed me was like, why are you doing that? You're gonna hurt yourself. I'm like, I'm not working here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a basic high, hang high clean. Like what are you telling me? It's a basic human movement you need to do explosively. Don't drop the weights. Like don't drop the weights. I kind of get because people will get scared. But it's so, uh, for me, it's infuriating. It's very angering to to have somebody tell me that I'm gonna. Yes, if you think I'm gonna hurt myself, okay, tell me that. But yeah. be open to having a conversation, because then I'm curious. What are you seeing? I I firmly believe, and, and I think you do as well. We can all learn from everything. know, this is really
2: really famous in Israel, so I really hate it. And why? This may be one of the reasons why I would like to build a gym differently, in, with different approach. If you want. To lift weight, fuck it, lift weight. If you want working out with the t-shirt, so it's okay for me. I mean, uh, enjoy your workout, and uh, it uh, have to be fun, okay? If you want to be uh, consistently in this field, so you you can't feel like uh, some uh, limitation around you, and in the majority of the places in Israel, so yeah, it is.
1: And I think it's not just Israel. I mean, in the states, it was the same. Maybe way. I don't know
2: because
1: I. I mean, when I was there, like uh, I worked at a good community center that were very progressive. We had we were the we had the best Olympic platforms in the city outside of uh, for the professional teams and the universities. Um, but also, you had to have your shoes. That was for insurance purposes. Like I get it, you know. But here, you know, where do you see kind of the fitness field in Israel going? Because I, I see it really starting to pick up quickly in yes. some areas. Mm-hmm. But there's some under underlying thought processes that are from the 1970s 1980s and yep. you're like you're teaching one thing but then you're practicing okay. this like where do you kind of see so that So it's a
2: really good question Menachem, because uh, I see a lot of problems but the main problem is like become the crossfit become <laughs> in Israel the crossfit becomes like different fields that hates In other uh, fitness uh, strategies and fields, it's like if you are not doing uh, CrossFit, it's like you're you're doing nothing. And uh, this is one problem. So, like CrossFit, like doing CrossFit. And basically, CrossFit, I like CrossFit. I like uh, engagement. I like adrenaline. I like intensity. I like all this stuff. But if you just... They don't do deadlifts. And uh, I don't know. I mean the approach is different, it, like uh, the butterfly pull-ups and uh, that's it, I mean uh, if you just advise to this guy to make uh, regular pull-ups uh, they don't listen, they don't understand, even steelmans, when I bring the steelmans in couple of places in Israel, uh, crossfit boxes, they don't understand it they don't understand it because it, sadly, but uh, this is uh, happening right now, so it's like, become crossfit become really close for like crossfit community and not open-minded people Mm -hmm. so I know couple of places in Israel actually was uh, built uh, from the beginning like uh, five maybe ten years ago crossfit boxing alone for example Mm -hmm. so it's like open-minded guys but in the majority of the places they, they really closed and and never 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 uh, accept different uh, uh, working out style okay. so if this is the one uh, 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 this is the one problem And the other problem we still uh, open regular regular uh, gyms in Israel local gym with a lot of machine with a lot of cardio machine but no weights yeah. so this is the uh, trend actually uh, continuously uh, I, I will see it on the marker so my purpose is uh, actually open a crossfit uh, not crossfit uh, I'm sorry a, a functional uh, training gym so my next uh, gym will be in Tel Aviv I really believe it will uh, happen soon so it's like I, 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 I'd like to be in the in the middle of uh, between crossfit and the regular because I feel like people want something different and uh, and, and can get it
1: and it's not just here in Israel. I mean, that's something even in the States. We're seeing it more open in the States, but also Israel's behind in some things and ahead in others. Yeah. But there are a number, like, uh, I have a, a client that I see every morning, and he's moving to a new building. He has an apartment he owns. So he's moving to a new one. And he's like, oh, the new gym's going to be great. I saw all these mm-hmm. equipment. And I said, did you see regular weights? He said, I saw a couple, a couple. D- dumbbells. Okay. And he's like, they're still in boxes, but I don't mm-hmm. know. But there are all these machines. And I said, Dan it doesn't matter about the machines. The machines take up space but they don't teach you how to move. They're built for someone who's 1.65 meters male, has exactly this measurement. I
2: I actually, I don't hate machine but I don't like machine like the main purpose of your workout Machine could be some uh, additional stuff but not the main... uh, So I believe in old school, I believe in uh, Uh, Schwarzenegger style working out and i believe in calisthenics is good i believe in movement and i I really like uh, volume uh, working out uh, intensity working out and uh, you can mix it do whatever you want and uh, with your body if you if you if you if you feel good with it it's okay for me
0: yeah,
1: and I think that's one of the things that that uh, is great when you when you meet. But in the regular gym, you can do it. Right, and, and that's the thing <laughs> is that when you meet great coaches, you can recognize that because they understand there's a time and place for everything. There's a time for a back extension machine. It's going to be once in a thousand hours, but there's a time for it. Yeah. Um. And the the thing that I really love here is uh, just again the atmosphere, how you look at things. You're always curious. That's so the one thing is I, I realize you're always learning as well. Like because you're always. I care. Yeah, I care. Yeah. And I think that's important for people that want to look for a gym. And I, I strongly encourage all of you here, if, if you're looking to travel to Israel or you live here, uh, 73 Herzl. It's down the stairs to the right. Um, so 73 Herzl. What's the name of the little side street up here? I can never remember. Eli Melach. Eli Melach, maybe? Eli Melach and Herzl? Eli, yeah. Uh, So it's right down the stairs, Mm -hmm. right around the corner. Uh, Ring the doorbell when you guys get here. Uh, There's showers, there's uh, lockers that you can bring your own lock, or you guys also have locks.
2: Yeah, Um,
1: We have. You do have two cable stack machines. Uh, So one is the regular, one is the 45 Mm -hmm. degree angle. So it's not like you don't have some of the machines, it's it's,
2: it's like 80-20, maybe ninety ten.
1: 10 Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, 80-20 <laughs> is about Yeah, right.
2: Pareto Principle is, always, uh, is yeah. <laughs> always good.
1: Yeah. So I, I guess to wrap it up here, Archie, what, what would be the one or two things you really want the listeners to take home and remember about fitness and about uh, the gym here?
2: About the fitness, I believe. I mean, I'm not a guru. I'm just a regular guy, and I think you just just need to find your own way to improve and become better and become become a better w- version of yourself. So, uh, if you're a pro athlete, uh, you need to engage just uh, just resistance training to improve your physique. You improve your performance. If you your main uh, um, you uh, if, if you do any resistance training. So you, you need to uh, engage a different approaches like steel stillness kettlebell and maybe to put attention a little bit more on your movement and connection between your mind and body so it can improve your uh, uh, you improve your performance as well. And about my gym, I will be happy to see the guests from the outside in Israel and to to share some knowledge and uh, engage with different people. So my gym. Uh, is always open and uh, uh, that's it
1: where can uh, folks find you on the internet and and instagram and facebook yeah
2: i AIFIT a-i-f-i-t
1: a-i-f-i-t on instagram uh on facebook google maps google maps yeah make sure you guys are checking it out when you come in let them know right on your form that you heard it through the strong savvy cyclist and triathlete podcast uh, archie thank you so much for taking time out of your cool. day today thank you man
0: That's it for this episode of the Strong, Savvy Cyclist and Triathlete Podcast with world-leading strength coach for cyclists and triathletes, Menachem Brody. Don't miss an episode. Hit that subscribe button and give us a review. For more exclusive content, visit humanvortextraining.com or get the latest expert videos from Coach Brody on the HVT YouTube channel at HB Training. Until next time. Remember to train smarter, not harder, because it is all about you.